Yeah, it's good. Welcome back to the watch list with Patty and Bill. Make sure you log on and you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you catch up on all of your back episodes of the watch list with Patty and Bill by checking out the watchlistpod.com. And don't forget to engage us on your social media because we feed off of that at symbol the watchlist pod, at symbol pirate Alice, at symbol Bill Ivory Larson. We have a very special episode today. I'm very excited. Welcome, Dave. Hey, Dave. guys. Thanks for having me back. This is the third time. Yeah. Third or fourth time, I believe. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Oh, well, thanks for coming on with us today. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. And Dave is here because he and I actually went to go see Shang-Chi, the legend of the ten and the legend of the ten rings, which we will talk about later. But it's always good to have Dave on the podcast. Hey. Always good to be here. And we might have a special appearance by Dwight, the husband. We Maybe. might. Patty's Maybe. looking over like, they're introducing you. Come on. <laughs> he's just giving me like a side eye, like, nope, that Dwight. can't happen. Dwight, Dwight, now he's, Dwight. Now he's like, what? Dwight. <laughs> People are so shy. Any So how are you doing, ever- Patty? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I, I ate way too much shit yesterday. Ah. You know, you know, one of the most dangerous things they sell in a store is Chick-fil-A sauce. Oh, yeah. Okay. Have you have you ever tasted Chick-fil-A sauce? Chick-fil-A is fast food chicken. I am unimpressed and meh. Well, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, then I am lowbrow and a bottom feeder, so I love that shit. <laughs> uh, you're not alone. There are many who do, but I, I find their food mediocre at best and then their whole just social practices are oh yes abhorrent yes so i will not go there i will not buy anything of theirs yes well sometimes the family get-togethers that we have involve chick-fil-a well because they have small kids anytime you have a small kid i guess Mm -hmm. we're all born with the gene to like mac and cheese and chicken fingers yeah. And possibly throw in spaghettios. Yeah. Spaghettios, Cheerios, um, maybe one or two other things, but somehow we are born with those genes. I'm gonna say it's because those two things well, the two things you mentioned are fairly bland. Well, even the spaghettios, they're all pretty bland. It's not some crazy like blah in your mouth kind of a thing. Well, speaking kids of blah. Fancy's kind of wasted on kids. They they just don't. They're like whatever. Well, we had falafel for dinner last night from our usual place, and my oh. stomach felt like shit all night. Oh, that's yeah. all right. I'm feeling normal now. Four thirty in the afternoon. What the hell? I can hear him through the headset. Shh. If you're not going to be on, the lips go yeah, if shut. If you're not going to come talk over here, you be quiet. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is not an out, Dwight. <laughs> no, it is not. It is not an out. Okay. Anyway, so why don't you okay. start? And then I've got all one right. other thing to talk about. And then we'll all jump on and do our daring do and stuff like that. So you kick us cool. off, Patty. I will start with 
there the brand new horror movie that just released at theaters and on HBO called Malignant. I started to watch that. It starts off pretty good. You're thinking, yeah, this is gonna be good and creepy. Yeah. And then and then it becomes like Professor Quirrell meets John Wick, and you're like, what the fuck am I looking at? What what is this? And you're just like, oh my, and the whole rest of the movie is just it's mock worthy that's 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 all you could do is just like oh wait they're gonna do this oh no oh whoa Uh, yeah dave did you see this movie i have not a good friend of mine uh good friend of ours actually anthony he texted us uh shout out to anthony shout out to gonzo what's up (laughs) (laughs) we uh he had texted um in our group chat i want to say last night i think he said he saw it and from him because i want to quote him and i think his uh his kind of breakdown of this was pretty spot on to what other people have said which is he says it's one of the most out of control movies he's ever seen he can't say it's good or bad it's just he can't explain it um and our good buddy Pat also chimed in and said that he had heard from the grapevine is very much a Gallo style film. I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, so just very off the wall. I am. And that's what I'm hearing from a lot of people. It, it goes left. So yeah, I'm very, yeah. I do want to see it. Yeah. It so takes I, a huge turn. I started watching it and the first five minutes of it in that asylum or hospital or whatever it is. And I'm Uh not giving uh anything away. No, really smacked of like eighties cheese horror movie. And I'm like, I am on board with this. This looks fucking awesome. It's retro. It's going to be cool. It's a throwback horror film from a guy who loves horror movies and all that. And then the rest of the movie starts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. See, that's, there's, that's the first shift. But then you get another one where it's going to be like cool, creepy, and then right. it takes yet another shift later on. And I'm just, what am I looking at? And that end there, yeah. Well, Coral meets John Wick, and you're just like, what the fuck? And that's why I turned it off. I actually <laughs> stopped watching it. And then oh. I, well, first of all, I was starting to fall asleep because I had a shit day yesterday. My, my, I had insomnia so bad. Oh, no. By the way, when you have insomnia, it's a great time to listen to the watch list with Patty and Bill, wherever you listen to your podcast. So I was up until 4.30 in the morning. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't oh, sleep. Gosh. And I was trying to watch this movie. And I was like, no, I'll just come back to it. And I didn't because I was, I, at that point, I was also like, what the fuck am I watching? And I was just like, No. I gave myself my own out, which is if within 15 or 20 minutes, I am not digging a movie, I am not going to waste my time. And but, you know, sometimes a a movie will give you nuggets to hold on to as you're going like breadcrumbs to get you from point A to point. I was getting none of that. So I went online and I, I was looking at reviews of this and they all said exactly what you said, Patty, and what Gonzo said and, you know, and what Pat said. It's it's weird and not worth well not worth my time yeah it's very disjointed and as long as you kind of expect that you might be okay 
Yeah, but they don't. I mean, it's it's really, I I, yeah. They don't sell it that way, though. They sell (laughs) it as a pretty. They sell it as a pretty cool. Hey, somebody's imaginary friend is coming back and 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 doing some horrible shit. Yeah, Mm. like where it could be a ghost, it could be a demon. You don't know which it is, and ooh, I can't wait to find out. Yeah, totally how they sell it. Yeah, so makers of Malignant, bleh, you screwed up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow. So what have you got, Bill? So today, as I'm sitting there procrastinating, not folding laundry, (laughs) uh, I fully admit that. Sorry, Laura. Uh, I watched a movie called Kate. And it is a just-released movie on Netflix starring uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead and uh, Woody Harrelson. Interesting. And it is a movie about a, a very deadly assassin played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead who is poisoned and she has 24 hours to live to figure out who killed her. I am going to say this. I knew who it was in the first three minutes. Damn. Oh, that's so sad. And I knew who it was because this movie, it's funny you mentioned John Wick before. It is a mashup of the movie DOA, Dead on Arrival, and John Wick. Hmm. She's the badass John Wick character. And DOA, if you've never seen it, it's actually a very good movie. Uh, There are two versions of it. One is from the 50s, and I think it starred Richard Widmark, I think. And then the remake in the 80s starred Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan. And if you've seen DOA, you know who did it. Mm. I can't remember if I've seen DOA. I I cannot remember. You know, it's not not that it's a, a fresh trope. You know, somebody's poison. They want to find out who did it. But there's one point in this movie where I'm like, damn, they did something I did not expect. But mm-hmm. that was a red herring. And they went and Lame. did the expected thing anyway. Mm. As an action picture, it's not bad. You could certainly do worse. And and all of us have seen worse. But you could see not better, but far less predictable movies. If you have not seen DOA and you're into action pictures, check this out. It's not bad. All right. You know, it it but in the end if if you've seen enough movies, you'll guess who it is. That's all I'll say. Okay. Yeah. My next one is a documentary series, four episodes. It's on Amazon Prime. It just hit Amazon last week we'll say because this is probably monday so it's friday i've been waiting for this one because it's a documentary about the one of those mlms if you're not familiar with what an mlm is it's the multi-level marketing kind of companies like you got your pampered chef mary Kay, and tupperware that kind of shit well this is the one called lula row they sell women's clothing and really, they are. Th- this clothing is totally white suburban woman stuff. It really took off when they started their leggings line because they're buttery soft and they fit everybody. Oh my gosh. They were founded in 2012. Mm-hmm. By 2016, 
LuLaRoe had made $1.3 billion Shit. and had over 60,000 consultants. Jesus. Good The majority Lordy. of them, white women. So consultants as in like like those have a party, sell the stuff. Yes. Yes. Okay. You, you, and this is one where you buy all the, the inventory and upfront. So the woman puts in, when she wants to sign up with this company, she has to put down minimum five thousand dollars okay. to buy all this clothes and then you got to sell them to people but you can only pick the style like the shirt is named a i don't know like a susan and then you got a dress that's called a, a marcy or whatever the fuck it is and you get to pick those styles and some sizes but the patterns on them is what women go fucking nuts for because they don't get to pick the patterns. They get whatever's sent to them. Some of the patterns are really ugly as fuck. Like it looks like a pattern of Doritos all over your legs. Uh, okay. Some of the, and the way they're cut because it, the, the leggings were sewn, each leg separate, sewn up like the crotch area. They, whoever's making them wasn't paying attention to how you match up the pattern. So there, there's one very popular image they keep showing, and you can find it online, where the pattern is like all these popular uh, worldwide monuments, like the Leaning Tower of Pisa and Eiffel Tower, that kind of shit. Well, there's one where the way the Leaning Tower is positioned, it looks like the woman's got a giant schlong coming out of her cooch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. That that is part Wait, that was I'm the sorry. beginning of the downfall. What and what is this clothing 20, line called? It's called Lula Row. And starting in 2016, when they really got huge, over 50 lawsuits have been filed against them. And in 2019, the state of Washington filed a civil lawsuit for allegedly operating an illegal pyramid scheme. Because, as these MLMs are, you got the little people on the bottom, and then when you get people, when you bring people in, you move up a level, and you are supposed to, by law, if you're going to be a real MLM, you would then make a commission off of what your people below you sell. LuLaRoe did it, where you made a commission off of what those, the inventory those people bought. Mm-hmm. So the higher up you go, and they a lot of these higher up people were telling them, well, you're failing oh at selling God. this stuff because you're not buying more. It does look and like some a penis of these, coming out. I told you, it looks like a giant <laughs> schlong. Oh, my God. <laughs> now I got to see. Oh, <laughs> so, my God. Well, a lot of these people were making $100,000 commission checks, not selling a damn thing because they got the girls below them to buy more inventory. Yeah. And then it became insanity. And you really need to watch this because you, you just have no idea the shit that was going down with this company. And one day they decide, okay, everybody's complaining because they're getting leggings that are moldy because Ugh. they didn't have enough warehouse space. So they had all this shit outside in the parking lot exposed to the elements and these women aren't being allowed to return it because i can't sell moldy fucking clothes well they sent out an email saying okay you could return everything 100 percent refund this policy will not expire 
two weeks later, wait, we don't, we're not doing that anymore. It's expired. And that's part wow. of the lawsuits that are going on and women losing their houses because they will put all this shit on their credit cards. And I'm like, what the fuck? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Women were going ape shit on Facebook and all these groups trying to find that unicorn pattern that they really had to have. Yeah. Mm. I'm just yeah. looking at some of these patterns and yeah, awful. yeah. Oh, also they were awful. pushing the designers to, to crank out a bajillion patterns a day or a week or whatever. So some of them were going online, Googling cute pattern and stealing other artists patterns to be used on Lula Roche. Wow. Well, so they were the, getting sued for some of that too, because these and, designers weren't changing enough stuff to make it not the same. And there's another design besides the leaning penis. Oh of yeah. Italy. There's several of these, the, several of these, which and, is like, what? And, and this one's got like a little, it's like, I think frying pans or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and if you look at, the way that they're sewn only the handle <laughs> part was like it, so the like you said the way it was sewn up the crotch yeah makes the the little handle for the frying pan look like a small little penis oh my god yeah. there's a unicorn yeah and there's uh, yeah and oh there's one god. where Samantha B on her show she pointed out there's a pattern that has bees on it and the bee looks like it's crawling through her cooch there's oh, one that I think it's either hamburgers or hot dogs. And the way they seemed that, just imagine the bun there where it's like, here's my vag. Oh, my, and, go- oh my oh God. My God. <laughs> oh, my God. And after a while, yeah, the, the quality of the clothing just started to deteriorate to where people would put it on in giant holes and rips and the seams would come apart and it's just not cut right. So it's all like out of, out of whack. Nobody was lining up pattern lines at all at all with this clothing it's four episodes it'll go really quick it's amazing to watch because they got the two founders to do the sh- to to do this documentary not telling them that it's going to be like exposing them wow so they're like openly chatting about shit and yeah wow this flamingo one is unfortunate <laughs> if you've I, seen I, the flamingo I, one I, I i don't think i have Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Folks, go to your Google box, type in LuLaRoe Flamingo. You'll probably find it. Yeah, I, I was a little bit more vulgar. I Googled LuLaRoe penis pants. <laughs> but feel free to put LuLaRoe anything else. Wow. But if you Lula put that Ro, in. The- L-U-L-A-R-O-E, all one word. Wow. Yeah, and he put legging fails. It's like a whole page dedicated oh, to nice. all the all, all the fails that they've had. But Jesus. Where is this where is this documentary again? The documentary is on Amazon Prime. There are four episodes. I believe they're like an hour apiece. Oh, that's fun. Okay. <laughs> it's like the Tiger King of Pants. Yes. <laughs> all right. So you might as well do your 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 international, international show. show. All right. Yeah. This one is on Netflix. It is called You Are My Spring. And it started out so cool. Like it was going to be this mystery with a little bit of romance thrown in. Mm -hmm. But then as it goes along, they kind of forget the romance, forget the mystery part. And it's just a romance. 
And then they go back to the mystery where it is it is solved in the most unsatisfying way. So unsatisfying. And then it's just a fucking romance. And I was like, oh, that was so anticlimactic. And I was like, oh, 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 yeah, I was looking because I like those murder mystery type ones. And this one seemed like it was going to be so cool with this really cool bad guy that you could totally hate. And yeah. And then no. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, sorry. So you are my spring. It's a romance. If you're into romance, that'd be great. But if you're expecting something else, because the way it opens seems like it's going to be this mystery murder shit. And then, yeah, it's just a romance. Then not so much. Yeah. So. All right. Well, yeah. I'm sorry about that. Nah, you know, you can't win them all. Yes, I you mean, can. I've, I've been doing really good with my Korean dramas where they are like, I've liked every single one so far. And this one, aside from Alice, the, these two are like, well, by the ending, I was like, oh. Mm. Nah, nah. Well, now is, okay, so uh, Dwight. What, Dwight. Your, your throat hurts now? He's such a. You're such a baby. You're a baby man over there on your couch with your little lozenges oh. just sitting over there. He ate some crackers and... <laughs> They're Korean. They're Korean. They're Korean crackers. Oh, heavens to Betsy. Don't you blame the Koreans. <laughs> Patty's invested now. <laughs> hey, I'm you know Patty Lee, man. I could... You know what? Look at me. I could be Korean. Dwight could be the best-selling shit on the internet with a podcast. A podcast of like 10 words. Yeah, it yeah. was good. It was good. Yeah. It was yeah, okay. people would totally be down for that. Yeah. 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 So while he drags his cracker-eating butt <laughs> recording... That was Patty. almost a slur, Bill. <laughs> yeah, I know. What the fuck? No, I just said cracker eating butt. What was you thinking? Yeah, before you say, say before eating <laughs> butt, there was cracker. There, there was a good. Cracker. Oh my god. There was a good three second pause in between mm -hmm. cracker and. Oh eating my butt god! I, just... I didn't even think of that. Shut up, the both of you. Anyway, oh my god! Never uh, ever, never have I ever. Okay, so. So now comes the point where Patty may want to listen or may not want to listen, but I'll try to keep it, you know, like above board, no spoilers. So Dave and I checked out Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. But what made this very special one is because finally, after at least a year and a half, Dave and I met up in person yeah, and we went to a theater to see it. Now, the thing about Patty's Dwight is that Dwight's been... How long has Dwight been going back to the theater, Patty? Hey, how long have you been going back to the theater? I want to say since Tenet. How yeah. long have you been I'm going a loyal listener, the so that's, that's Thank why I you. know. Thank you. <laughs> you're one of the, the, the major theater. 22, the VVIP. <laughs> the VVIPs, yes. The, the VVIP. Yeah? Whenever Tenet came out, yeah, that's when he went back to Hey, hey, there you go. So <laughs> I knew that's what it was. <laughs> so that's a long time. But you've heard me rail on this show. I ain't going I back. That's why I invested back. all in all my shit. <laughs> mm. 
Well, this was the movie that was the big experiment by Disney. Disney said, no, we're not going to pull a Black Widow. We are going to release this only theatrically. And then people lost their minds because why experiment with the Asian movie? Mm-hmm. Why not just experiment with Black Widow? And it, and again, and I said this to David after our screening, too. I said, no one could have foreseen COVID. We all know that. Yeah. So whatever is going to come of that lawsuit with ScarJo probably led to them saying, nope, fuck it. We're just going to release Shang-Chi in the movie theater, and mm-hmm. it is what it is. Wow, that movie is great. Excellent. Ooh. That is a great, great movie. Just fantastic action, a, a great story. And I'll tell you what, an, a huge setup movie for everything post Infinity Saga. So the Infinity Saga, to my knowledge, is over. They are now setting up a, a new saga. And this one is that, okay, here we go. Movie-wise, not TV-wise, not WandaVision, not Falcon and Winter Soldier, and not um, Loki, but theatrically speaking, you're at the starting point again. I just asked Dwight if he liked it, and he said, I did. (sighs) Fucking hell. When they released the the Blu-rays, and... uh, you know when Shang Chi comes out in physical media, the back of the the back of the box would just say Dwight. Yep, yep. I like that's it. what I'll say. <laughs> that's all you need. No, he that's just said need. I, I did. did, and then in parentheses, <laughs> when asked if he that's thought it was good, like, yes. that's all you need. <laughs> oh my god! You know we we had two thumbs up for a couple decades. Now moving on, it's just going to be I yeah. did. Yeah. I did. It's either, that's it. Yeah, yeah. That that'll be the, the quote on all god. the print ads, like they do print ads anymore. <laughs> oh. I did. Dwight Esquivel. I did. And, <laughs> but it was so, and David, that was the first time you were back at the thing. No, it wasn't. Second time. I would like to forget that I went back for the first time. Oh, that's right. <laughs> but I, this is my second time. So my first time going back in the theater, I had said, I had told Riss, I said, when I get vaccinated, and this is before the, you know, the goddamn variant, this was just a COVID, you know, part one. Um, just regular old COVID. I said, once I get vaccinated, first thing I want to do, I don't want to go to a restaurant. I want to go to the movies. That's where I want to go. Like, I haven't been to a movie in so long. I just want to be there. That's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I got vaccinated, bought tickets for Fast 9. Now, why Fast 9? Because that's how Riss and I bonded, basically. Our first date was to go see... Uh, part seven. And, uh, it was before that, I believe, I can't remember the timeline exactly, but I know I gave her one through six cause I owned them. And I said, you got to watch these. She watched them. And then we went to see seven in theaters. So it's a bonding thing between us. We've always kind of seen them. And of course, as they've gotten more ridiculous <laughs> and over the top, we're just like, we're, we're eight movies. We're technically, uh, 10 movies. If you count the spinoff, we're 10 movies deep. We have to continue on. We can't just stop now. We got to keep going. So let's keep the tradition. We'll see, you know, fast nine in theaters. And I already heard that it was pretty out there. 
So I was like, okay, I'm just going to go in with that expectation. And my God, do I wish. Number one, I was, I just wasn't comfortable at the time. You know, we got popcorn and I couldn't really enjoy it because more than, I thought it was just going to be us two because it had been out for some time, but it was still like last minute, all these people crowded in and almost all of them were unmasked. So it's like, well, I, I can't even really eat anything. I don't feel comfortable. And so I, you know, had the mask on with the glasses, which is a a battle in and of itself. But (laughs) I, at one point almost like felt like I was going to pass out because I felt like I wasn't getting proper airflow. So I just wasn't comfortable. Mm. And then the movie was bad on top of it. So like you mix all the, if the movie was like this, I would have been fine. I'm like, it was worth it, whatever. But the movie was so bad. I was like, this wasn't worth coming back for. Mm. So when the opportunity arose, it's like, get to see Bill after practically two years, not seeing Bill. Indeed. This movie has all, you know, all the reviews have been glowing. Let's go back and see it. And it was great. And what was nice, the showing that Bill and I went to, because we went to an early matinee, almost everyone was masked. Maybe like one or two people. Yeah. It wasn't. But everyone else was was masked up, which made me feel much more at ease the entire time. Yeah. And I and I have to say, and, and I have to review this movie three ways. Mm-hmm. One, the experience of going. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wait. Am I hearing Mr. Softy in the background? <laughs> yeah, I'm that, hearing that's, not, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's the ice cream truck in my development. Uh, ice cream! You know, I, I thought it was Dwight's oh, yeah. phone I mean, being really loud, but then I was like, wait, I'm muted. You guys couldn't hear that. I want some oh, ice cream. They'll, they'll go to like the start of October. As long as it's like okay. Yeah, exactly. High 60s, they'll be out here so, until then. Uh, just off yep. track a minute. About my about mm-hmm. ice cream men. When my sister was really young, my mother would tell her he's the music man, and he drives through the neighborhood just to play the music for you. And Sam believed that for a good long time, never asking for money <laughs> to go to the ice cream man until until wow. we had some other kids suddenly on the block who ran out there and came away with ice cream. She was like, "What? The music man sells ice cream." Yeah, so note to parents out there. Wait, who said that to Sam? My mom told Sam it was a music man. So she wouldn't have to pay her to go get ice cream. So note to parents, when your kids are still pretty young, tell them it's the music man. Unless you really want ice cream, then yeah, go ahead. But if you don't want to be spending money on ice cream every time this music comes by, it's the music man. He plays this music for the neighborhood because he's a nice guy. Okay, that sounds like fucking like it or some type of serial murderer thing. He plays the music just so you can come by. Yeah, no, no, buy ice cream. It's awesome. It's delicious. I'm actually jotting that down in my notes right now for story idea. (laughs) Music man. Yes, the music man. What he's selling is dead. The music man. This is not a musical. Indeed. Music Man. Although or, the Music Man the Musical is a great title. It really Music is. Man the Musical the TV show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's do that rabbit hole. Fuck it. 
They could do that with <laughs> High School Musical. We could do it with just The Music Man. Correct. So, so I have to review Shang-Chi in three ways. The first way is the experience itself. Now, mm -hmm. I've been to a few screenings, as everybody knows. That's how I saw Godzilla versus Kong. That's how I saw Mortal Kombat, that piece of shit. And, and I forgot what other movie there. Oh, uh, The Suicide Squad. And I saw all of those, and I agreed to see them in a movie theater because there were only three other people in the movie theater. And all of those people, not only were they spread out over, you know, 20 or 30 seats a piece, but we were all wearing masks the entire time. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this time, I, I, I have to admit, I was looking around me the whole, you know, for probably... Five minutes after the movie started also, mm -hmm. because I wanted to see who was around us, who was masked up, who wasn't. I actually thought for a second, should I bring some Windex or some shit to wipe the seat off? You know, I was starting to go down that road. And I, yeah. and I said, no, that part will be okay. So, so we're sitting in there. And like you said, I hadn't seen you in almost two years. I'm not going to pass up that chance. And, and I'm glad that I didn't one you two. It is totally a theatrical type movie. Mm -hmm. Marvel movies tend to be that I have gotten very used to, and I still am a proponent of day and date in your home, especially and, and, you own a system similar to mine. You own an OLED TV. Patty's got a brand new 4K TV. Patty's got a sound bar. You have a surround sound system. I have a surround sound system. We're, we're pretty good. Yeah. So as long as you've got an elevated experience, I will just put it, why subject yourself to the unwashed masses, as it were? But the second way I'm going to review this movie is just reviewing the movie itself, which is phenomenal. If you get a chance to see it, especially in a big, in a theater, as long as you feel safe, as long as you are vaccinated and wearing your mask, like everybody is supposed to, whatever theater chain is invoking, whatever mask ask mask ask that they're doing, go see it. It's, it's, it's worth it. Yeah. Now, the third way I'm going to review this movie is technically. So, and I said this to you, David, after the screening, I have been watching my TV for far too long. The black levels on, on our TV are so superior. And I, and I try not to be a snob, but I'm a snob. And it could have been a touch louder, you know, because I'm, I'm used to that. I like hearing stuff. Other than that, it is definitely worth your money to go. Yep. And we ran into somebody after the screening. We, we just happened to be standing outside talking, breaking it down. Actually, standing six feet apart. We were very proud of ourselves. Kill, killing those stupid-ass lantern. Uh, uh, those spotted lantern flies. Yes. Patty, do you have those? At what? A spotted lantern, spotted lantern Never flies. Never heard of them. They are, they are a plague upon mankind. 
Oh, my God. Well, the instruction from even ecologists are kill it. Yeah. Because it destroys trees. It, it actually is incredibly invasive. If you, are, if you see one, you are to kill it. So I think we killed 10 of these things while we were standing there talking. So we're standing out there killing lanternflies and spotted lanternflies and, and talking about the movie. And there is an Asian gentleman out there eating a salad. And I bring this up because he said, are you guys talking about Shang-Chi? And we said, yeah. And because I, I didn't want to ruin it for him if he was out there before his show, you know, and all that. And he said, no, I, I brought our kids to go see this. He was so hyped on on the positive representation mm-hmm. of East Asians in this movie. He was very proud of it. And and the only way that I can describe that is the way African-American people and other people of color felt about Black Panther. That the representation was so good. It was on point. And even even that dude was like, it's not Mulan. Yeah, that movie was a letdown, but uh, he was all—he was all about Shang Chi. Yeah, that was very cool to see. It was—it was very cool to hear him talk about it. Yeah. So, wholeheartedly endorse Shang Chi and the yeah. Legend of the Ten Rings. And if you go, stay until the very end. David, David turned to me at one point and said, "Newbies for everybody who got up." And left as soon as the credits started. <laughs> yeah, it's rolling. like hello. We are close to twenty-five movies in, guys. Come we on. know the drill. Yeah. We know the drill. You know already. But yes, um, piggybacking off of Bill, yes, it was definitely a movie worth seeing in theaters if you feel comfortable. Of course, um, if you want to wait the what forty-five days, you know, as long as you see it, I, the more people to see this movie, the better. Mm. Because it's, as Bill said, when it comes to representation, it's it's important, and it was great to have it in a positive outlook. Nothing about it felt stereotypical. Um, they even addressed some of the mistakes of uh, past movies. I won't get into that, but <laughs> even addressing it the way that they did mm-hmm. felt right. Everything about it, from the music, the score, the visuals, the fight scenes at one point Holy in the shit. middle of a fight scene, I just turn over to Bill and go, this is some of the best fight choreography I've ever seen. Yeah. Like this is tremendous. It's legit. From everyone involved. So uh, all across the board, I can't recommend this movie enough. Um, you know, we didn't go to Adobe theater or IMAX, which I'm sure the experience would have been that much more elevated, but just being out and being with people, it's it's nice to kind of get that reaction. I haven't had that since Endgame. Same thing with Bill. Indeed, yeah. You know, you don't get that with being having and Marvel prides itself in that audience reaction. You know, when you have a great audience that's just along for the ride, it makes it that much better. Um, I I honestly, I'm sure if I were to sit and nitpick, I can find something and some flaws with it, a couple things here and there, but. To have this be the movie to kind of start everything off, and I know Black Widow was technically that, but for me, 
if this is to be our our one of our central characters going forward, he's so damn likable. Indeed. And for yeah, all the yeah. all and for all the right reasons, you know, Tony was likable, but he was a prick <laughs> a lot of the times. But he's lovable <laughs> because that's our prick, right? Like yeah. it's Tony at the end of the day. You know what you're getting. Steve is freaking Steve, right? With Shang-Chi, there's just a level of humility there. He feels like an everyman, even though he's this superhuman uh, with these powers, he still feels like you can relate to him. And there's just a likability and a lovability with the character there. I think that's what's resonating with a lot of audience members as well. It's like, man, I really like this guy and I love this character. And I want to see where we go with it. And they're talking talking about, there, there are rumblings about an Oscar for casting. This would be oh. a contender. It's yeah. am, it's amazing. And and I'm going to reserve judgment on Eternals only because there are so many well-known people in Eternals. Yeah. And, and there are many movies that I didn't know these stars before they came out. You know, uh, hell, even Guardians of the Galaxy. I hadn't watched Parks and Recreation yet. So I had no idea who Chris Pratt was Mm. and how perfect he was as Star-Lord. You know, Chris Evans tried to do superhero before in in Fantastic Four, and he's perfectly cast as Captain America, as is Robert Downey Jr. for Tony Stark. He's that lovable prick. Yeah. Yeah. But down to happy and John Favreau, you, you know, and and Tony in this movie, so perfectly cast that it, it's just so good. It is it mm-hmm. is really 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 good, and yeah. a perfect launching point for the next phase of Marvel. Yep, which you really need to pay attention to. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Big things. Big things, huge things, huge, huge, huge. <laughs> Patty's given the look like, what does that, that look, Patty? Lloyd snoring. <laughs> he fell asleep. Bullshit. He had to go to work at like four a.m. So, and he just oh, came well, home all right. around. Oh, well, all right, he so, gets yeah, a pass. This is what he does. He comes right. in. Yeah, he asks deep. me if he could change the channel, and I'm always like, "Yeah, sure." He falls asleep, and then I grab the remote and put back on what I was watching. And and everybody, <laughs> fuck what we just said. Dwight said it's good. He said I, I asked him. <laughs> yeah, that's did it. You that's like all you it? need to know. And he said I did. I, I did. did. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all that it. matters. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Dwight liked it. He, he did. did. Guess Chicken what? Butt. It's news time. Oh yeah, <laughs> Chicken <laughs> Butt. <laughs> God damn it! For thirty <laughs> years <laughs> you've been doing <laughs> that. <chicken. laughs> you gotta say Chicken Butt when somebody says, "Guess what." <laughs> You've been doing that for 30, yeah. 34 yeah, years that, now yeah. at this point, 33. Mm-hmm. It's nice to know you're oh, consistent. Yeah. Dave, Dave, everybody. All right. So a couple news items, lots of oh, trailers. Yeah. I think I inundated Bill with a whole bunch of trailers. So we'll start there. As uh, the you first do. One, as I do, yes. Uh, is the new uh, Leo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence movie 
um, from Adam McKay called Don't Look Up. Um, so we have Leo, Jennifer Lawrence, we have Jonah Hill, uh, as well as Meryl Streep, I believe, is the president in this movie. So this seems to be a take on the environmental crisis. Um, and Adam McKay has been fantastic in dealing with these kinds of issues. You know, he tackled it with the big short, um, uh, vice with Christian Bale. He's, he's found this little area for himself where he can really, um, kind of flex, uh, I guess his, his political stance in a way that's like enjoyable. Um, but this, I think the biggest takeaway is it's going to be on Netflix. So that's a huge get for them. It will release in theaters uh, as a limited run, and then it'll show up on Netflix on Christmas Day, I believe. Mm. So one of the bigger complaints that even Netflix has you know, pretty much owned up recently is just how bad their original movies have been. Um, you know, Netflix was always known for their original series, um, but where they really lack and some, you know, a, a streaming service like HBO Max has taken over, it's just the movies and the investment they've made with Spielberg and now being able to secure the release for this for streaming, big move on their part. Um, if you want, it's on YouTube, the trailer's only about a minute 18, but you can kind of get an idea of what we're going to be getting. Uh, it looks to be, again, a, a take on the environmental crisis. So very curious to see how that comes along. Uh, we had a trailer also for Netflix for The Guilty starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, and also, I believe it was written by, let me check here. Uh, let's see. Written by, it, I, I believe it's Antoine Fuqua's directing, if I'm not mistaken. He may have a writing credit as well. Um, Antoine Fuqua, of course, doing the uh, Training Days, probably one of his better known movies. Mm -hmm. uh, Equalizer as well. He may have written it, but Jake Gyllenhaal basically stars as a 911 operator. He gets a phone call from a woman in distress. And basically the movie revolves around him trying to help her. But there's a lot of twists and turns in this one where we don't know where it's going to go. Very exciting trailer. I love Jake Gyllenhaal. I think he's terrific. He doesn't get a lot of appreciation, but he's done a lot of great work recently. So that's also showing up on Netflix. Uh, trying to get a release date. Uh, October 1st. So coming up. So that is also going to get a select theater run, but it'll hit Netflix. So Netflix makes some really big power moves lately, um, trying to get some big, big time movie exclusives. Um, and then the third is Come On, Come On, which is an A24 movie starring uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Um, you don't get too much. It looks like it's all done in black and white. So very art house independent vibe with it. Um, you don't, as I mentioned, you don't get much from, you don't get much of the plot from the movie, but it is Joaquin. He has a son. Um, and it looks to be between the relationship between them two, but it's called come on, come on, um, written and directed by Mike Mills. Uh, you got Joaquin Phoenix, Gabby Hoffman. Uh, it's coming soon. I think it's going to get, uh, 
straight on theatrical release, no streaming at the moment. Um, but all look to be, especially Come On, Come On, looks like Oscar bait. I mean, it's as Oscar baity as you can possibly get. Black and white, 4-3 aspect ratio, mm. some folk mm. music in the background, all Oscar bait. Uh, the biggest trailer of the week, though, was uh, The Matrix Resurrections. So after how many years? I think 2003. So close to 17 years, we're finally getting a sequel to The Matrix, uh, The Matrix Trilogy. I love the trailer. Um, I love this take there and which direction they're headed in. Um, I could go a whole deep dive in it, but it looks tremendous. If you haven't seen the trailer, please do. Um I love the direction they're going with the franchise. And I think now more than ever with how everything's been, it is kind of the perfect time to dip back into the matrix with as much crazy shit has been going on and people thinking we're in a simulation. (laughs) It's the perfect time. Plus the tie in with social media and just technology in and of itself. I think it's going to be tremendous. Now I did see only one of the Wachowskis, that's what is one coming of my back. Said. Lana. Yeah, Lana. I believe yeah. she's she's Lana's the mm-hmm. only one working on it. So yeah. I still think it's going to be great. Whenever you can have the original creative minds coming back to a franchise. Yeah. My friends fantastic. and I were chatting now, about that on Slack. I had not yet watched the Matrix uh trailer yet, but and they were given their theories on what they think is gonna happen. So I, I jumped in and said, well, I think this is going to be another Warner Brothers promotion, like that stupid Space Jam, and it's going to be Neo fighting every single Warner Brothers movie character ever. <laughs> and one of my friends... Including LeBron James. <laughs> one of my friends said, I'm going to say I don't want to see Patty's Matrix sequel, but I kind of want to see her Matrix sequel. <laughs> wow. It's, I will say, not to get too much into a deep dive, in the trailer, there are, because there's a lot of like very fast moving shots, you kind of have to pause. And it looks to be that in this real, I'm using quotes, air quotes here, this real world that uh, Neo seems to be in now, this new simulation, there is footage from the Matrix movies being played. In the background. So it's almost like they're existing in a universe. It's as meta as you can get. The universe exists where the Matrix movies also exist. Interesting. I didn't even see that. So it looks like it's it it, again, it's I think it's gonna be tremendous. And it's coming out 122-21, which is the same. It's a palindrome. Yeah. Palindrome, correct. So Yeah. Now, did you guys go online to what is the matrix.com before the trailer dropped? No. And you could I didn't even, get a chance to. If and they gave I, they gave you a choice of either clicking on the red pill or the blue pill. No matter which one you clicked on, and it would start out, the matrix would have you believe that it is 7:35 p.m. It turns out after I looked at one of these clickbaity videos that that program was so smart that was actually your time in your time oh, zone. Oh, cool! So, mm. so it in, so it immediately put you into ah! the matrix. <laughs> so, so if you know, as we're recording this now, it's uh, like almost five, th- like five thirty-three p.m. Eastern time. So the matrix would have you believe it's five thirty-three p.m. What? 
the, if you have, if you haven't oh, seen ahead, the trailer, the trailer is amazing. Laura Fantastic. loved the trailer. I love the trailer. I can't wait. And mm-hmm. what I can't wait, it, it is, and it looks to be a total big screen oh, yeah. movie. Do not yeah, get me wrong. I feel like wrong. all Matrix But <laughs> Matrixes? Yeah. Ma- ma- all the Matrix movies. Matrix I? Yes, all the, <laughs> yes. All the flicks. Yeah, they're all, they're all like big screen stuff. But probably to your point, David, I think I might wait and watch it at home first. And then if it's worthy, oh, yeah, go to a theater and support it. Because yeah. if we can get it, thank you, HBO and HBO Max, their entire slate. And I love how they committed to it for a year. I really do. If that's going to be the last movie that we can watch free mm-hmm. day and date, Fuck yes. And I'm going to invite some people over and we're going to have a matrix party. Yeah. Hell yeah. You know, it it looks, it looks great. Not like that reminiscent shit that I spent two hours of my life watching. I couldn't even get that. Yeah. Anyway. And David, you brought up Mm -hmm. something to me in news about the new Halloween kills movie. Correct. The, The big other big news in streaming is Halloween kills will not only be released in theaters, but would also have a day and date release on Peacock on October 15th. A reason to watch that shitty, shitty streaming service. Do you need to be, have a paid level to get the movie or would the free one work? I would, I would assume so. They did not get into Mm. further detail. I use Peacock. I I'm a, I'm a big wrestling fan and big wrestling watcher so uh the wwe network is now through peacock as opposed to having their own so a lot of growing pains with the peacock application but one of the things i was telling and i I think i spoke to bill about this and and Riss as well they just when it comes to original content that's Mm -hmm. the name of the game you need original content for your streaming platforms to succeed good original content Mm -hmm. and doing this is smart oh it's it's the way to get their foot in the door it's their way to and i won't be surprised bill we saw the trailer for um what was it sing 2 the sequel to that anime i will not be surprised if that also gets depending on halloween does if that doesn't also get a a day and date peacock release for that as well because it's a christmas movie it's a kids movie Mm -hmm. i wouldn't be surprised if that ends up on peacock as well they're they're just going to wait and see with halloween well and i only have the free version of peacock so that's a good question patty about you know do you need the paid version of peacock i hope not i would love to sit my ass down and watch the new halloween kills and and because every halloween i have this thing where I have 24 yeah. hours to watch the original Halloween. Yep. And that's, that's when what I, I do. That's when I watch it. And I watch it a couple of times and then I'm out for a year. Kind of like a Christmas story. Only between yep. Thanksgiving uh, and Christmas, the end of Christmas people Day. People who want to stream the new movie, Halloween Kills, at home will need a subscription to the $5 a month Peacock Premium. Or to uh, Peacock Premium okay. Plus, obviously, because that's the next level up. So it has to be paid. But to a few episodes ago, Patty and I were talking about A Quiet Place Part 2 and Paramount Plus. Mm-hmm. 
Guess who has not yet canceled his Paramount Plus subscription? Same here. This same guy. Here. <laughs> and same there, because they get you. It's how they get you. They it's get you in the drive-thru. And then I'm like, eh, it's five and, bucks. Oh, Cancel it's five it bucks <laughs> tomorrow, maybe. Yeah. But Paramount Plus was smart. They're mm -hmm. still getting my yeah, five yeah. bucks. And Peacock is doing the same. And that's yep. smart. They Very just smart. they need to fix those growing pains, though. Technically, they really need speaking. to make their app available everywhere. And because they've rolled it out so slowly, uh, I was so pissed off about it. I and then I got the Fire Stick which I don't even look at the Peacock app that I backloaded whatever hacker shit I did. And then suddenly it just appeared on my TV. So now Samsung TVs can get that Paramount or the Peacock app. But I'm like, who else can't get it now still? If you're going to make yeah, an app well, and you want right. people to pay for it and you want them to go to you for your and you want to get them in, make it available everywhere as you launch. Indeed. And make it good. Make it easy. Well, yeah, don't give me that ancient shit. You know, because HBO Max starts mm -hmm. right up. You know, uh, Disney Plus starts right up. You know, intuitive, quick. You can get to what you're doing within a few yeah. seconds. Yeah, totally. Peacock, you got to wait. It's almost like this, the buffering circle oh, of yeah. death. And it, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, Terry, our friend Terry, shout out to Terry, would ha would be streaming something like The Office or Parks and Rec, and then it would freeze and and it wouldn't be streaming anymore. And I said, well, having the knowledge, where's your router? Are you know do you do you have router strength to stream this? The router is, or at least a repeater is within five well, and feet if of the every TV. Every other app streams fine. Why is that one the one that stops? Exactly. There's an ABC TV app on my Samsung TV where I could rewatch that flash forward and make myself angry again. And I tried to, but <laughs> it would play like oh. 30 seconds and then it would stop and buffer and buffer and buffer and buffer. And then it would play another 30 seconds. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? And that was like just trying to start that first episode. I'm like, nope, not watching this shit. Click, blam, gone. And then a few, yep. like a month or two later, I'm like, have they fixed this? By the way, no, they have not fixed it. Well, on October the 14th, I'm going to pay my five bucks. And on October the 15th, I'm going to watch Halloween Kills. Right. And then yeah. you will never cancel. And. <laughs> But if they, but to Dave's if point, that, yeah. if they give me Sing Two, or somebody gives me mm -hmm. Sing Two, and and all of that, and they start doing the the HBO Max kind of rollout, yeah, I will stick it. with it. That's why I stick with yeah. Paramount Plus. And oh, yeah. and by the way, if you have not caught the new trailer for oh, Picard yeah. season two, Star Trek mm -hmm. Picard, really, really exciting. Yes. Unlike the first four episodes of season one of Picard, this looks exciting. Yes. But anyway. Mm. So in other news, just a couple quid, uh, quick bits here. Uh, more reboot news. What else is new um, in this world of Hollywood? So Owen Wilson looks to be added to the Disney uh, reboot of Haunted. Well, the Haunted Mansion 
reboot because I believe the first one was with Eddie Murphy, right? Yep. And that in of itself was a remake, wasn't it? Or was that the first one? I think it was the. I thought his was a remake. It was the first because there was just a ride. Yeah, I got you. I think that was. So the project uh, also is going to star Lakeith Stanfield and Tiffany Haddish. Um, It's going to be directed by uh, Justin Simeon or Simeon. He did Dear White People and Bad Hair Day. Uh, So he's got some good things under his belt. So we'll see. We'll see how that turns out. And Netflix seems to be rebooting uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu uh, because they're going to be making a new TV series. And so they're not going to follow the continuity of the movie, which I enjoyed the movie for what it was. It it was entertaining. Um, But they look to be rebooting it because they want everything to tie in together. Again, more reboots, more uh, creative bankruptcy. I hate to say it, but that, that's just what it is right now. Every, everyone is hyper fixated on IP at the moment. So if you have a sequel, a, a sequel or if you have a franchise or a movie that has franchise potential, that is what Hollywood is going to gravitate towards nowadays. I will say this, and then I've, and then I've got to run because uh, I, got some, I got some rum to go drink tonight. Uh, they, I was thinking to myself, self... If I was going to remake stuff, there's a movie from the 50s, and it's called When Worlds Collide. And it's legitimately about a planet that crashes into Earth and how there is a race against time to build a rocket to get a certain segment of humanity off the planet before Earth dies. And I thought, you know, that would be a great movie to remake. Well, sure enough, there's a movie called Moonfall coming out in February of 2022. Looks similar to it. So I can't wait for mm-hmm. Roland Emmerich to blow the world up awesome. again. <laughs> I, I, I love movies like that. So any hoozy. Everybody log on to the watchlistpod.com. Click on that contact us button. Let us know about the, the creative wasteland that is now in Hollywood. What do you want to see? Are you interested in consuming product as it is put out there, like a train to Busan or a parasite or something like that? Or do you want it Americanized? Would that make it somehow better for you? Let us know that. Also engage with us on your social media at symbol the watchlist pod at symbol pirate Alice at symbol Bill Irie Larson. Let us know that and make sure no matter what you do, go to a friend's house, pull up your phone, click on that subscribe button and say, you're welcome. <laughs> Listen to that as my dog horks up a lung <laughs> right now. B, I'm, I'm coming. All right. Dave, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. And I just want to say we're recording this on the 20th anniversary of 9-11, which is just insane how time flies. But just wanted to thoughts and prayers to all those fallen that day and all those who sacrificed themselves uh, during their recovery efforts during that time. I'm sure everyone has a story of where they were and remembers exactly what they were doing in that moment so indeed um, yeah yeah Yeah. and on that note go gently everybody the -hmm. world seems very broken it it certainly acts very broken sometimes but very much like 9-11 we can come together it is possible and i look forward and i am optimistic about that possibility so Hug a neighbor, well send, said. 
just send somebody a nice text to say I'm thinking about you for crying out loud. They would love to hear from you. Anyway, everybody have a good week. We will catch you on the flips. Yes, I still try to sound hip. Don't give me that look. Don't give me that look. And we will catch everybody next time. Thanks for having me, guys. Okay, Okay, bye. bye.